Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan. Here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. The goal of this podcast is to bring you back into the parks and experience every magical moment like you were right there with our guest. Whether you're counting down the days till your next vacation or you're just driving to work wishing you were going to a happier place, this is the podcast for you. My friends from Those Disney Dudes are wonderful people. Nico, one of the Disney Dudes, has been on the podcast before and he did a phenomenal job. In today's episode, we have the other Disney Dude, Melvin. They are both full of light and energy and it's just always a good time having either one or both of them on. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. Stay tuned to the very end to hear some listener stories sent in by you, the fans. If you would like to submit your most magical moment, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button. I can't wait to read all your stories, but for now, on with the show. excited. I always get excited to have guests on because I love talking to Disney fans. And this guest, we actually were talking about annual passes and we're like, oh, we should probably should be recording. But today we have the other half of those Disney dudes. We have Melvin. Hi, Melvin. Hey, what's up, guys? Melvin, the other Disney dude that most people forget about, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, we have Melvin. I'm so happy to have you on. It's so great. It's good to be on. I haven't done a podcast in so long like oh I feel like a celebrity again again oh you oh I was like oh are you a celebrity and I just didn't know I was just friends with you all this time I have a secret past a former voice acting career possibly oh probably probably I really want you to do a voice but yes well gosh Mickey oh Oh my gosh I love it I love it but like Melvin said the other half of those Disney dudes this point you guys have already heard nico come on and talk about his star wars story so go back and listen to that but we have another star wars story another star wars story and nico was with you during the story correct yes yes this this was a story yes so if you want to give a little teaser of your story today it's probably not as happy as Nico's story, but I feel like there's there's a lot of good life lessons to learn from it. it involves an arduous journey through waiting lines, lots of failure, but a rising up for the resistance, and then eventually a happy ending. When Melvin said in this story, I was reading it, and I was like, where's the happy part of this? Like, <laughs> this is a happy podcast, you know that, right? And so, I was there- typing it, and I'm like, I should pick a happier story like I, we're gonna have fun telling the story i feel like there's some things that people who've never been to disneyland can learn from some of the lions and some of how they handle the opening of some big things which we have coming up soon so maybe your background with comic-con and d23 you guys are experts at waiting in line <laughs> at waiting in lines oh the stories we can tell about lines you should put that on your resume like very patient oh, at waiting professional in lines. line waiter <laughs> you're like i have the collapsible little chairs i got the umbrellas oh, if we're outside not even not even those oh my gosh we, <laughs> we learn to travel light and we learn yes. if it's four o'clock in the morning and we have to sleep on concrete next to a bathroom in downtown san diego with cockroaches that's oh. the best it's gonna get <laughs> oh no you should make like a uh, little uh, line waiter starter pack like Amazon favorites for right. for line waiters. It used to be you know those like those air those airbed thingies where you have to run to fill them up. Yes, those, yes, yes. Those used to be a good go to and a good suggestion, but oh, you use so much energy trying to fill those up and then trying to roll them up so then you can take them in with you again. Mm-mm. Yes. Mm-mm. Oh no. <laughs> 
Just bring a fluffy jacket as a pillow. That's all you need. It's like Survivor, but for theme park fans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, don't oh, even get me started on the D23 line. I've oh. never been to D23, so we definitely have to get you. I know. We had to get you in. <laughs> yes. We we definitely have to get you and Nico back on. That would be really fun. Have you oh, both on. Oh. Both the Disney dudes. A future episode. Be prepared, everybody. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> She's already committed us. I guess we have to do it. No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) But Melvin and I, um, and also Nico as well, the other half of those Disney dudes, we met at Disneyland. And we definitely, I touched on it at, on Nico's episode, but we met through a mutual friend of both of ours, Chelsea. Shout out to Chelsea. And it was one of those moments where it was, oh, we both live in the same town. We should carpool together to Disney. And then it was like, oh, we actually become really good friends. But Melvin, you were in all the way down in San Diego. You were like a further away. Yeah, I'm a good uh, maybe 42 minutes away from Nico. And then it's a whole nother hour to get to Disneyland. Yeah, a whole nother hour. (laughs) So Nico and I would go together because you were busy with stuff. I don't know what Mm -hmm. it was, but Mm -hmm. you you just kind of went MIA. to school. You, you you made special appearances. You were you were that special you were, appearances. Exactly. You were living your celebrity life. You were famous again. So I know, my secret celebrity life. So like, where's Melvin's? Like, oh, he's doing he's doing his thing. Secrets, top secret stuff. You know, working on a new project. <laughs> gonna, but yeah, and then so a while went by, and then Melvin started going to the parks, and you guys are have your love of Mickey and the Magical Map. And oh Big my Fantasy. gosh. R.I.P. Magical Map. I know. I miss it. Like, you guys definitely loved it so much. Or we would have to watch it at least once a week. There was a total of six shows, and we would always try to do what we call Magical Map Gauntlet, where we had to watch every single one of their shows in the entire day. So it was literally watch a show, get a potato, watch a show. Get a potato, watch a show. Okay. Ooh, there's a nice break between. Let's go run over to Guardians really quick. <laughs> Guardians it's of the like, Galaxy all the way in Disney California Adventure. Oh, yes. Gotta get and the fast pass for that. And like making the magical map is all the way in the, not just in Fantasyland, but in the back of Fantasyland. So you are hiking to get to yeah, those places. Yeah. So it's, it was a trek testing out those calves all the way through, but uh, it was a beautiful show. Line waiting and long walks you're good at. <laughs> Line waiting and long walks. It's one or the other for the most part. Your body is prepared for it. I love it. I know. I know. Uh, on a normal day, well, we would cover at least 13 miles. No problem. Oh, definitely. No questions asked. And even if, you know, your shows, you get to sit for a good 20, 25 minutes. I mean, you guys get there early, so it's probably the 45 minutes. Again, waiting, mm-hmm. waiting. Mm-hmm. Nico has a spot. We have to get to that spot. Yes, it's like third row, middle, right-hand side, right? Exactly. So you remember it. <laughs> That's where you get the best high fives. Where you got the best high fives. Past tense, yes. I guess, now, right? It's so sad. Dude, I kind of want to talk about the annual pass conversation that we were talking about before. Yeah, yeah I'm down for you it. Are, we were talking about Disneyland opening up, and mm-hmm, that's happening mm-hmm. the week that we're recording. And I'm right. over in Florida. Well, not currently, but I'm I, I'm in Florida and I got my Universal Pass. And, you know, we are Disney friends. And I felt guilty. And I was like, I've been going, don't tell don't tell anybody, but I've been going to Universal a lot more than Disney. The scandal of the season. The scandal of the season. Morgan Stark is going to Universal Studios, betraying her own name. Well, actually, you know what? In Florida... You know, Morgan Stark, Marvel. There's Marvel over here in the Universal, so I guess I have to go. Okay, to that okay, no. I guess. Okay, so you're you're living up to your name. Can't blame yes. me there now. They have like vintage Captain America. Vintage like Captain America. I will say, Spider-Man. the I think the very first Marvel merch I ever got was uh Spider-Man T-shirts from Universal Studios because they had the distribution <gasps> rights for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, right? Yeah. So ah. that's what I got. And then, so I'm, you know, being scandalous over in Florida, but you were talking about possibly getting other annual passes you want to share with them. Oh, I know. I know. Okay, so over here, the COVID pricing for all the Disneyland prices are around 150 for the Tier 5 days. So Tier 5 days are, of course... The days that most people want to go that aren't like these random days in the week. So most of the days are actually 
tier five days. Most of the days, most of the weekends are going to be tier five days. So you're looking at 150 for about a one day, one park. Oh 209 gets you a two day park hopper. It's like, hmm. Coming from, of course, having an annual pass where you could just go every time and pay, what, around 800 you would say, is a, was the standard annual passes yeah, back then? I think so. 800 to, like, pushing 1,000. Pushing push 1,000. Yeah. If you had the one with no blackout dates and could go during Christmas time. Yeah, you're looking at, yeah, you're looking at upwards of 1,000 on that one, right? So I'm like, hmm, $200 just to go two days? And this, if I, if I want to go again, I'd spend that other $200. Do I do it? Because we're going, we're going pretty late. I mean, it opens up as as we're recording right now. It's going to open up in three days. I know, right? So I'm like, when the tickets first came out, it's like you know, I, we waited this long to go to Disney. We could still go to Downtown Disney with the Disney special event that they were running a right. couple weeks back. The Touch of Disney. I loved watching all stories oh, and videos yeah. from that. It was so fun. Oh, yeah. Our video recording game, we tried to step it up. So, again, if you guys want to follow them, they have amazing videos and stories, and they're hilarious, both of them. <laughs> you guys you guys are definitely like a good comedy duo because you have different senses of humor, but you blend so well together. <laughs> but all of those links will be in the show notes below. Those Disney dudes, go follow them. Good friends. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Continue. Perfect. Continue. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. We did the touch of Disney. And I, I thought we were, like, pretty satisfied with the amount of Disney that we got. But then I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't just California Adventure. This isn't just Downtown Disney. This is Disneyland. Unrestricted for the most part. <laughs> so, like, hang. So, the past couple days, this hype has been building up. It's like, can I really wait until June? <laughs> I'm like, I, I probably can't. I probably, on the next payday, will probably cave. <laughs> and buy extra tickets but i'm trying to justify myself out of it thinking about all the other annual passes i can get for 200 bucks i'm like wait 200 bucks that gets you the universal annual pass over here it's a Which little universal? bit more of a drive for us but you have like, friends dang. to go with and exactly a exactly nice page of pace for sure it is it is and it's not as busy they have a reservation system over there so even if oh. you have the annual pass you have to reserve the day you want to go so they don't fill up and from what i heard you could do most everything not waiting more than 20 minutes a ride which isn't that bad i mean mm -hmm. we come from the fast fast life so that is bad for us but yes yes i have definitely <laughs> over here in florida i've had to adjust to that like oh 40 minutes like oh, oh. fine i guess so i mean it is the greatest ride in the park and stuff with the <laughs> animal kingdom flight of passage Phenomenal oh my ride. gosh okay but i'm like oh 40 minutes like i'm not used to that life like oh, anything know. over 30 i'm just like really anything really? Over 30. but I'm, I'm adjusting i'm adjusting <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think back i try to try to ground myself again thinking back to the days before the max pass and everything yes. it's like wait a minute if anything was under an hour you were good <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. It's like either wait forty minutes, an hour, or wait a whole year again. <laughs> right? the park's exactly, exactly. So you were thinking about Universal. Thinking about Universal. If I cave and get the Universal, I might just cave and get another Disneyland park hopper. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> maybe just a one day. Maybe just a one day. But maybe oh. just a one day. And then there was another park you were thinking another about park, doing. Another park. That one's probably going to be a sure thing. But because nobody's gotten annual passes for it yet, it's like, do I do I commit and then be the conductor of this hype train? Exactly. Yes, and that other park is drumroll. Well, Knott's Berry Farm. I love your voices. They're so great. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd go there just for the funnel cake. The funnel cake yeah. and the chicken. Yes. And how much are those annual passes? So I think the basic tier one equates to about $13 a month, which is like not going to McDonald's once a month, which I'm perfectly <laughs> fine with. It's like, what? Look at that. I get to be healthy and yes. I get to not very far annual pass. I mean, I'm probably going to eat my weight in food over there. So maybe it's unhealthier. But still. Oh, it sounds great. Well, then you can have all three. I know. I was telling Melvin the prices over here for Florida parks. And I was like, yo, I think what you should really do is get a flight and 
an annual pass at Universal <laughs> here. And you can go as much as you want. Okay. And they'll probably be the same price as your Disneyland passes and all the other passes. Probably, probably. <laughs> Nico and I have been wanting to go over there. Please come visit all three of you. You, Nico, and Kaylee. Please. <laughs> I've never gone to Disney World. Pause for effect. What? (laughs) (laughs) So the one and only time I've ever gone to Florida was for a band trip back in, I want to say 2007. Everybody had to vote which park you wanted to go to, Universal or Disney World. Oh, and I was no. in the minority who voted for Disney World, and it broke oh, my no. little heart. I could just picture like little Melvin, just like, can I please go to Disney? No, I played Everybody's my violin like... so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you really play the violin? I played violin. I played violin for eighteen years. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful, and that's so perfect. You, you played it so everybody does like a little tiny violin, and you're like, I have I a real violin, world, world's smallest violin. No, I will play you a sad song on how I feel about not going to Disney World. <laughs> oh my gosh so you went to universal at least you got to experience that that was pretty fun yes it's like a totally different ball game from disneyland and i will Mm -hmm. tell you mallory came on with her son james and they came out and visited um Mm -hmm. episode 32 shout out to that one james (laughs) talks about the whole trip but it was so funny because disneyland endurance is so much different than disney world endurance and that's what i'm hearing yes so you gotta practice definitely no mcdonald's for that yeah no mcdonald's for that yeah and the world showcase alone which is only one half of epcot is a Mm -hmm. mile around oh my gosh if you're doing multiple laps, that's like multiple miles. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start I'm going to start running around San Francisco. <laughs> just to train. It's like, I will be ready. I will be ready will, for you, Disney World. Do, I can picture you doing like a training montage of dun, 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 dun. And then you guys have your awesome video cameras. You could totally film it. Oh my gosh, this needs to happen. Awesome. Well, I think we should jump into really obscure questions. Are you ready for them? I am always ready for the obscurest of the obscure. Well, this first one is not so obscure. It's kind of hard, but also kind of easy. It's a basic question, but it's a little difficult. Why do you love Disney? You know, that's that's always a hard question because you want to answer it as simple as possible. But there's just so many reasons to love Disney, you know? Oh, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I guess most people who really love Disney are the people who like grew up on Disney. And I, mm-hmm. what's called, I was born, I guess, when Lion King, right before Lion King came out. So my first uh, stuffed animal was a Simba stuffed animal. That I still have that. It's sitting up right on my, uh, what's it called, on my dresser right now. It's disgusting, ugly, and stained. <laughs> And I remember his tail always tickled me when I was little, so I actually cut the little long hairs of his tail, so it just looks like a little a little nub. Oh, okay, okay. You didn't cut his whole tail off. No, not okay. his whole tail off. Not his whole tail just off. the fuzzy part at the end, guys. Yeah, it looks like I, I just buzz cut his little fuzzy part of his tail. That is amazing. But... I definitely need you to send a picture of that so we can post it on social media. No, this is disgusting. It looks so gross. It just sits in the corner. Like sometimes I feel like it just stares at me. Just let me go. Let me go. I can't. Just let me die in peace. Unlike the electrical parade that keeps coming back. I know. I think, yeah, it goes electrical parade, but like that scary Pinocchio float. You know what I'm talking about? Just a face. Big face, yes. And it's like, what is this? In terms of things I don't want to look at, it's that and my Simba toy. <laughs> That's how ugly it is. <laughs> I grew up grew up on Disney, so it's it's definitely ingrained in there. As I've been growing, I've always loved playing with Legos, Tinker Toys, Lincoln Logs, all the stuff like that. So I've always wanted to build stuff, and I've always loved telling stories. So how can I do both? I want to become an Imagineer. So I've always been working towards that. Recently, I've been working as a software engineer. I'm like, hmm, what what is, what is something really cool I want to build? And of course, what we've experienced this past year in terms of quarantine is like, what can I do to help something like that from not happening again? It's like, I want to build Baynax. Oh! Yeah. So yes. I'm like, that's going to take forever, but I don't know. There's always some grain 
you're future, the future Tadashi. Tadashi. Yes, right? I saw Tadashi, and then you put like uh, Big Hero Six, and I'm like, oh right, I like I already knew that. I'm like, oh Tadashi, and he was Tadashi is like, like you, like I, cartoon I, crush I of mine, like so underrated, brother. Is there any other reasons why you love Disney? It's just, I, it's just that perfect blend of storytelling and inspiration. You know, it's like, I no matter what I do, I can't find me not thinking of how can I put Disney magic into this. I guess it's just so ingrained in there. It's just so warm and so nice. And then, of course, meeting all the people there. It just reinforced a really nice culture to be in. Funny, we've met so many people and we got to meet each other and mm-hmm. grow friendships. And it's it's a great place for yeah. sure. I know you mentioned you have never been to Disney World. Disney parks have you visited? Just Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. That's it. Okay, what is it other than Disney World? Because gonna, we're going to try to get you there. That's going to happen hopefully soon. Did, what would be your next park you'd want to visit, like an international park? Oh, Disney Sea, hundred percent. That's a good one. Very, yeah. very good one. Japan's like number one on the travel list. I definitely want to go there. The amount of Imagineering that went into Disney Sea, oh, that I want to see all of it. Oh, definitely. And if you wait long enough, there'll be even more things happening there, and right? new projects will be done. So <laughs> it'll be great. Okay, not necessarily your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? Can I say Tadashi? <laughs> you can, you can, if you want Tadashi. to, but you have to give reasons why. Okay, okay. I feel like of recent, it's been like an in-between a Tadashi and Aladdin. Ooh, I can see both for you, yes, oh, as, yeah. as, as a, from a friend's perspective, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I guess Tadashi, I don't know. I'm the older brother. So I'm always trying to look out after my little brother. Seeing Tadashi's like morals and everything and how he kept, keeps trying to inspire Hiro. I'm like, you know, that's the kind of older brother that I want to be. And then, of course, all the inventions and everything that he does with technology is like, that's that, that's a goal right there. That's all the stuff I want to do. So one of my favorite hats that I wear around a lot now is my San Francisco hat. like... I'm going to make this a real thing. You're going to try to be Tadashi in real life. <laughs> I know. IRL Tadashi. And why do you think Aladdin? I feel like all the Disney princes def- definitely relate to Aladdin the most. I don't know, just underdog, trying to prove himself. And he's very charismatic. Yeah, and I just feel like this goofball that I always want to be. <laughs> definitely. Now, would you want a pet monkey? You know, I used to always want a kinkajou. I want to say it's from Australia because all these funny animals are from Australia. It looks like kind of like a a monkey weasel kind of oh. deal. It's like a slender looking Pikachu. Pikachu in real life. I know. <laughs> so so cool. I don't know. I always see videos of like people with these things on their shoulders and you could like train them and do stuff for you. I feel like they'd be like really cool pets. All right. So after Japan, we're hitting up Australia and getting a Kinkajou. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so you mentioned Imagineering, and you're used to waiting almost no wait on all the rides you'd go to before the pandemic. Now it's a little right. different. But right. What is your dream ride to get stuck on and evac from? Dream ride to get stuck on and evac. Uh, you know, it's still indie. <gasps> Mine too. <laughs> I want to know your reasons why, though. Oh, oh, okay. So we've gotten stuck on there before, and we've almost gotten walked off. Uh, like and you twice. didn't twice we didn't get walked off um we were right before uh you know the portion where it goes onto that wooden bridge and you yes. go in a little loop and then there's a snakes you guys are on your own yes yes right? yeah it was right before that so we we're just stuck in that dark hallway and then the same time we got stuck again but in the room where like all the spears are supposed to be hitting you like when the mm-hmm. air cannon shoot and all that so we were stuck in there, and then it was just pitch black, so we were just stuck in not just darkness, advanced darkness. <laughs> advanced but, darkness. Advanced darkness. It was just pitch black, like, they're not going to walk us off? I just want to be walked off, like, somewhere in the middle of the ride, right, just so right, you can kind of see, right? You can see, like, all, it, it'll feel like a little adventure. It'll feel like an Indiana Jones adventure walking off. Definitely. I want to get stuck on the bridge. And the most on the bridge, part. that'd be cool, right? <laughs> and you have to walk through the rest of it, or, like, through one of the ways. We're almost there. 
Okay, I've gotten stuck once, and it was actually the very first time I ever went to Disneyland, but I want to know if this happened to you. So we got stuck in the room. After you do, like, the big showroom where it's, like, all open and stuff, you make a right, and then you're in complete darkness, and it's before you go under the branch. You were just sitting there. It would still move and tweak a little bit, but in place. Did that happen to you with, like, the sound effects still going on as well? No. No, everything shut down. Yeah, complete shutdown. It's like no lights, no sounds. We're just there sitting in the little Jeep. Anybody know any fun games we could play? <laughs> Anybody want to play heads up? <laughs> Marco. Yes, yes. But what ride would you be devastated if they destroyed during your lifetime? Updates and improvements are acceptable, though. I, I, I want to say Guardians of the Galaxy. For sure, just because oh, that ride, I cannot go to Disneyland or California Adventure without riding that ride at all. Yes, you and Nico, very, very much uh, so. Right? Uh, like, I could skip any other ride. I mean, Rise of the Resistance is up there, but we'll get into that just because of the technology <laughs> and that. But I feel like, oh, or even like uh, the Millennium Falcon, the Smuggler's Run, just because that's Ooh. such an immersive feel, but I, I still feel like it has to be Gardens of the Galaxy. It's it's always a good time. It's always a good laugh. You're always listening to amazing music. I and... know. The Jackson 5, I want you back. Oh, yes. pro tip pro tip for anybody who goes, never ride with Kaylee because she's bad luck and you'll never get the Jackson 5 song with her. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like thinking about like, oh, have I ridden with Kaylee? And I'm like, yeah, did I get Jackson 5? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for some Star Wars questions? All right. Bring it. Okay. We'll start off with some basic ones. Light side or dark side? I grew up dark side, but I've learned oh. light side. Oh. What encouraged the change? <laughs> Adulthood? Uh, I feel like people would go dark side. <laughs> well, people, oh, definitely. <laughs> I feel like because I always wore black as a little kid and I was always so introverted. Still, for the most part, I was like, I hate the world. Pull my hair over my face, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm definitely dark side, but then now I was like, eh, I can be a little more chipper. Like, mm, maybe I'll do more light side. That and just Ewan McGregor is so much cooler than everything else. What is your favorite way to watch Star Wars movies? In order of release date or chronologically? Ooh, I actually do both. Um... So if you were starting to do one this weekend, which order would you pick? If I were, it depends on who I'm watching it with. Because if oh. I know I'm binging Star Wars, I'll invite people. And if they've never seen it, I'll do the machete version. The machete version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll go, what is it? One, two. You can skip one and two. Then you go four, five, three, six. And then the, <laughs> and then the prequels or sequels. What? Why is it called the machete version? Because <laughs> it's it's not in chronological. It's not by release date. It's just this hacked up version where you <laughs> don't get climax of the whole story right away. So you watch episode four, you watch episode five, then you're like, wait, he's his dad? And then you watch the prequels. Spoiler so alert! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say who, whose dad is. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> And then you get the, what's it called? Prequels. So then you get the whole backstory. And then you get to finish the, the full six. And then you get the sequels. So that's how I watch it with people who have never seen Star Wars. <laughs> that is a wild time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait, can you repeat that order one more time? Okay. Yeah. It's um, full episode four, episode five. And then you do the prequels. So you go one, two, and three. You can skip one and two, or you could skip one, I guess. Mm -hmm. But if you want to watch one, it probably has one of the best lightsaber fights in it. Oh, then, yes. That is yeah. why Darth Maul is my favorite. Yes. <laughs> he's my favorite bad guy in Star Wars. Oh, he's so cool. And he's got the best music. Oh, Duel of Fates, right? Yes. Yes. Have you seen the Lego Star Wars where it's like, oh, awesome. awesome. And some <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome I love that. Well, I'll include the soundbite here if I can of copyrights. I don't know. I will try my best. That we'll is try. really funny. <laughs> He's my favorite. He's so cool. Oh my gosh. Wait, didn't you get his lightsaber? I did. I did. Well, I have 12. 
I have 12 you lightsabers. You have 12? And these are like legit Galaxy's Edge 12. lightsabers. Like these aren't like the $30 Disney store ones, right? No. My most expensive one, $700. Whoa. Okay. Sell one of those and then you got your Disney annual pass. <laughs> I sell one of those. I get all my annual passes. <laughs> all the annual passes to all the parks. Right. Okay. This actually ties into my next question. What color lightsaber would you want to have? And it could be any color, whether they've had it or not. Any color. You know, I actually thought about this. <laughs> so I have this really nice RGB lightsaber. So it could turn any color I want it to. Ooh. And I've always kept it at yellow for some reason. I don't know. I really like the yellow lightsabers. Oh, it, it, it'll be a toss-up between a nice, like, cyan blue lightsaber, just because that looks so cool, or a nice, like, gold-yellow color, just because Ray's lightsaber is yellow, which I thought's really cool. The Jedi Temple Guards have yellow lightsabers, and I really think they're pretty cool, too. I feel like yellow suits you, because you have a very bright personality, if you guys couldn't <laughs> tell by this interview already. Oh, my God. <laughs> Continuing on with the lightsaber training, it could be any way you want. If you were to be trained by a Star Wars character, whether dark side, light side, pod racing, any anything you wanted to be trained in in Star Wars, who which Star Wars Anything I want to be trained in with? Oh, yes. my gosh. What Holy Star cow. Wars characters would train you? Yes, I told you these questions are going to get wild. Yeah, there, there's a ton that I could say, but I guess the first thing that Let's hear the list. Mind, top three. Top three. Top three. Okay, so if I were to be trained lightsaber dueling, I would have to say Mace Windu. Yeah, I think he was probably the best lightsaber duelist over Master Yoda, over Yoda, because Yoda's better with the Force, but I feel like Mace can whoop anybody in a lightsaber duel. Oh, uh, I feel like... In terms of piloting, uh, Poe Dameron. Oh, Cause... for sure. Yeah, yeah. Sticking, sticking to mainstream. Sticking to mainstream, Poe Dameron. Yeah, just like if, because when I, growing up, again, I was obsessed with a lot of different technologies and everything, and I grew up on a military base, so oh. I actually saw a lot of the Blue Angels dock there and everything, and so I always wanted to be a fighter pilot. I don't specifically always wanted to be a Blue Angel. If I were to live that dream, I'd want Poe Dameron to train me how to fly. Oh, he would for sure be a Blue Angel. No problem. No <laughs> oh, doubt about right? it. Right? 100%. That's great. And then one more. One more. I feel like I want to pick an obscure one. You know, <laughs> one, one language I really want to learn is Wookiee. Oh, yes. <laughs> so oh, my gosh. Like... That's so good. So, I guess Chewbacca, teach me how to speak Wookiee. <laughs> Yes, I, I feel like you would be very fluent in it quickly. I feel like you would pass the, all, the, all the exams and stuff. That's all the exams. Were you, there, you were there with us, weren't you, when uh, we did that meet and greet with Chewy? A dapper day a few years back okay. when we were going into Launch Bay, we went to meet Chewbacca. And I just started saying random things in Wookiee. Oh, and, yeah. And then yeah, he was like doing the same just, thing back, like, oh, yeah. casually. And we're like, what the heck are they talking about? And, and he, just, he just covered my mouth and pushed me away. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say something offensive? I, I thought I was saying nice things. I didn't mean to say that. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> exactly. See, so I need Chewbacca to actually teach me. Yes. The proper pronunciations I and know, gurgles. I, and The gurgles. I feel like I got the dialect wrong. So a little more. <laughs> Less. <laughs> I feel like you sound like Dory when it's like, oh, and maybe a little more orca. I love it. I love it. Okay. Next question is Which droid would you want to live with you? And help you with your daily task because you could have a favorite droid but they might not be the mm. best for your what your daily living and your lifestyle might be i know i know i feel like everybody's choice should be 3po just because he can help so much he's like the practical choice then yes. i feel like everybody would pick like r2 or bb8 just because they're the fan favorites you know i feel like r2 could be kind of a tricky little punk sometimes mm -hmm. he's got a little mm -hmm. sass i like it where bb8's a little I more know. like cutesy and like young i know young but I, I think 
I think I'd go K2SO. Okay, that would be my choice too. Everybody forgets about him. Right, right. Because he's sassy, but you know you're going to get the sass. And he's still pretty helpful. <laughs> yes, like if it was just you two in quarantine, like he would he would have some good banter and like, you know, talk I with know. you and stuff, you know. Right, exactly, exactly, right? <laughs> Plus if anything happens, he's, he, he could take on a lot. I was going to say, I'm like, well, I don't know what you're leading up to, but I would definitely pick K2SO. And again, for those that don't know, he is in oh my Rogue, God, One. Rogue One. I Rogue forgot One. the name. It's been so long. Voiced by Alan Tudyk, one of my heroes. Such a phenomenal movie. Maybe in one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I went in it with very low expectations of very low. Phenomenal. Phenomenal mm-hmm. attraction. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal <laughs> show. I was going to say ride. <laughs> I was attracted to it. I was attracted to it. Yes. <laughs> it's an attraction. All right. Last question. Which Star Wars character would you want to spend a whole park day with? Open to close, magical map, gauntlet, everything. Who would Magical be- map, gauntlet, and everything. Which character? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who's up okay. to the task? <laughs> I don't want to go with the obvious Luke. Right. I want to think of somebody else. <laughs> Especially if he's older and grumpier. I know. I still feel like he's a little funny. A little funny yes. if he's grumpy. I, if if I were to hang out with any version of Luke, it would be old man Luke. <laughs> the get off my grass Luke. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm drinking blue milk Luke. You know, uh, maybe I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that. Old man Luke. Old man Luke, he's going to be grumpy the whole time. He's going to be grumpy, but I feel like when he finds it, you know, once he gets into the groove of something, he's going to be funny and he, he'll accept it. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering all of my questions. <laughs> I, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> but now I'll let you take it away and share your magical moment, your Star Wars magical moment. Oh, Star Wars magical moment. Oh, my gosh. There is, okay. there is light at the end of this tunnel, there, guys. There is so just a light brace at yourself. the end of this tunnel. Okay. So I don't, I don't even know where to begin. I, 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 it was 2019. Oh. It 2020. 20, was it, it, it was 20. It was 2020, huh? Beginning of 2020. Right. It opened January 14, 2020. I want to say. Because Disney World opened Rise of the Resistance in or late 2019, oh. so we got to experience it before Disneyland. Was it before Disneyland? Mm-hmm, it was before Disneyland. That's right. We got Galaxy's Edge first, but you guys got yeah. Rise of the Resistance first. I was living in the best states who ever got it first. That's where I was living. So I was <laughs> living in Disneyland when Rise of, or Galaxy's Edge opened up, and then I was living in Florida when Flight Rise of Resistance opened up. So I was in the right spot at the it right was perfect. time. It was perfect for you. Did I do it intentionally? No, but it did happen perfectly. Yes. We'll say you did it intentionally. <laughs> yes. So early 2020. <clears throat> Yes. Before the world shut down. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> it was a very early morning. <laughs> it, was, it was a very, was a very early morning. Okay, so <clears throat> ah, let me get my voice ready. <laughs> yes, so, yes, do it, yes, do it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it was, it was the night before Rise of the Resistance is going to open here in Disneyland, and we decided that we were going to stay in a hotel. Um, I had gotten Who's the we? hotel. Uh, me, Nico, Kaylee, and one of Nico's coworkers, our friend Danny. We got a hotel, and the plan was okay. Disneyland's gonna open at eight. Park instructor's probably gonna open at six thirty, so we'll leave the hotel around six. Get to the parking structure really early. Get to the line even earlier, just so we'll be one of the first people to get in. So we're having, you know, enjoying our time, had dinner and everything. Then right before we went to sleep, Nico was like, maybe we should probably scout to see how everything looks. See if there's a, you know, maybe there might be a chance that people are camping out. If, if there's a, people camping out, maybe we'll camp out. This is at probably 12 at night already. Oh, yeah, cause, okay. Yeah, so Nico and Kaylee, Nico, Kaylee, and Danny were still, they were still working. So they didn't leave their house till around nine or ten at night oh, uh, i was already up there so i had my solo day at disney mm-hmm. and i just went straight to the hotel so i i closed the park out went straight to the hotel 
when I had left the park, nobody was lined up yet. Like they cut, they kicked everybody out of the esplanade and everything. So like, okay, it doesn't look like there's anybody camping out. So we should be good. But then around, yeah, 12, maybe one, maybe um, we drive over to see if there's anything happening. And we notice like, wait, there's a lot of activity in the esplanade. We can see clearly just because we were driving by. Mm-hmm. what was really going on so like okay that's kind of curious we knew the parking structure was closed so we went over to toy story to see if they were allowing any parking there or anything and we saw trams moving <gasps> like wait a, wait a minute and we saw maybe 12 cars parked there so we go up and we ask like hey this is far as like oh yeah they're shuttling people into the esplanade there's a little line going like oh, oh no <laughs> So like we, we're already behind we're, late. we're already behind so we book it we book it all the way back to the hotel um like okay what do we do do we want to wait in line do we want to gamble and still make it early still be in there early enough and they're like ah, we're waiting we're waiting in line we've done this before we can handle it we're gonna wait in line <laughs> oh, so no. we pack up our checkout was supposed to be at 12 the next day we checked out at one in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and we parked at Toy Story. And then we went back and we got ready for the for the long night. Yeah, so we waited there. Uh, Nico had brought a switch, so that kept us busy. And we were just way too excited to even sleep. And oh, <laughs> I had been up again. I had opened and closed Disneyland that day. So I had to wake up around 7 to drive up there yeah the day before oh, the no. day before to drive up there enjoy disneyland <laughs> and so i haven't slept yet <laughs> and we're waiting in line we're maybe six people from the front i want to say uh, six oh. to ten people away from the front oh my gosh and we're waiting there the whole night not sleeping just plank switch and does um were there people behind you like or that came or um I know you said there were six but were there other people like slowly coming in and more and more people yes. as the night the yes. morning went as on the, I think night, the morning went on yeah as the morning went on I guess some um, people online started posting hey there's a line forming I believe I think we posted hey there's a line forming from there it didn't look like too many people were gonna show up so like yeah show up if you want to as like the hours continued till around like four we were giving updates the line wasn't too crazy yet but then as soon as like six o'clock hit you just see people flooding in and then i think maybe by 6 30 the line had hit uh california adventure across the way friend for those that don't know it's about a football field away so that yeah. area can get filled up pretty quickly, but yeah. it's also long, so like literally and, a football field. And these are these are before social distance lines. Yes. And we and nobody was single file yet, so it was a pretty long line. It was really cool though. Um we got to see them clean the monorail track and we thought something exciting was happening. Yeah, yeah. there's something special about that. Yeah, we're like, wait, is it, who's that? Who's that? We we saw some guy. The guy who was cleaning the monorail track had Mace Windu's lightsaber, and he was just waving it. And everybody who had a lightsaber with them just ignited it and just raised it up. Like, oh wow, this is so cool. It felt like New Year's. Oh, I remember seeing the stories in the Instagram of just the person like, going <laughs> by, and everybody's just cheering like, yeah, you're almost and, there. It's almost time. And that came at like our lowest point in line waiting. Oh. So we're like, like do we just give up do we just die right here <laughs> but then that happened and we were just renewed by youth so line waited six o'clock boom football stadium worth of people in line and then i think it was around 7 seven thirty when they started announcing how they were gonna do the boarding system because right. this is the first time that they implemented virtual boarding groups in park besides like the online ones that you used to have to make to get into galaxy's edge and it was the same system that they used at disney world but they just hadn't done it at disneyland yet so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you guys hadn't had practice for this quite yet right right so everybody knew get on the app hopefully it registers and get in there now we didn't find out that that's how it was going to be till 30 minutes before the park opened and they're like, wait, it's, it's kind of a lottery system for it. So they brought us in, and then it was maybe another, I think they let us in about an hour early. So it was an hour wait 
we were just standing around in the hub uh, where the partner statue is. And we were just waiting there till they released us because they still had the ropes and everything. Uh, so the way they did it, so of course you can get on the app or you can go, there are like certain sections in like the fast pass sections in Tomorrowland where you can go and get a boarding group from there. Right. So everybody rushed. As soon as those ropes dropped, it was just a stampede of people. Like Mufasa would have had a heart attack. Everybody just rushed into Tomorrowland. Everybody was on their phone. It was just a sea of cellular data. Everybody was on their phone trying to get a boarding group. And at the same time, your group was split in two. People were trying to get boarding group passes physically as well. But it was such, it was so much chaos because we found out, you know, everybody has to be on everybody's account. So then you can get a boarding group pass for them too. But some people are on too many accounts. So we had to figure out whose account we can get on. It was just this whole jumbled up mess. And then by the time it was all sorted out, even though we had waited since one in the morning to get in we thought it was going to be a first come first serve basis nope Mm -hmm. the lottery put us at boarding group number 137 oh oh the sting i know and probably as you're getting your boarding group, you hear other people around you cheering sooner yeah. than you're getting yeah. it, which yeah. adds to the stress and anxiety of why am I, it's not working for us. Like, wait a minute. It's like, why, why? We had some other friends with us too, who got like 80, but they <gasps> had been waiting. They they joined us maybe three hours into our wait. It's like, dang it, you guys got it before us. We were definitely happy for them too, but yeah. of course we could be a little salty, right? <laughs> Oh, definitely. For those that don't know, this boarding group system, even today, happens so quickly. Like, you know, Melvin, you were saying you were waiting for hours since one in the morning. And it all happens within literally 30 seconds to maybe not even a minute. It's wild. As soon as eight o'clock hits, just boom, everybody refresh. You grab as many boarding passes as you can. It's like that every time. It's crazy. I think even to the day that it shut down, if you wanted a boarding group, you had to you had to get there early. Like, yeah. If you wanted to ride Rise of the Resistance, it's you go there or you don't get one. Still, still to this day, and um, over at Disneyland now, currently you can get it at seven a.m., but you don't have to be physically in the park, which is right, nice. right. And then yeah. when two o'clock rolls around or one o'clock, you if you're in the park, you can get a boarding group and get a second chance to do it. So it's a little less stressful being yeah. a year or so later. But oh, <laughs> that beginning is very like, yeah. oh, breathing gosh. heavy. Like I'm getting like like nervous, <sighs> like thinking about it, like all those times. I know. <sighs> yeah, but it's easier to plan now. Yeah, if you want to go early, then you can definitely go early. I think I think you're a little bit more guaranteed to get one now, I wanna say, just because the ride stays open a little bit more i mean i guess in normal times yeah and the mechanical issues don't happen as often so they can easily get to 1 30 by two o'clock in the afternoon yeah, yeah. And they can get so many more people on because it's not breaking down as much so yeah but it's definitely, definitely not as saturated in terms of people trying to get their boarding passes anymore so that is nice or just go to florida get- and make it easier oh yeah just go to fl- just fly all the way to florida it sounds harder but it's actually easier <laughs> It's the long con. It's the long con. It's the long con. Oh my gosh. So you get a boarding group 137. Oh, 137. You're like, hopefully this happens. Hopefully this works. Yeah. And it's like day one. It's like, what does 137 mean? We don't know. Like how, how realistic is it for us to be able to ride this ride today? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe a couple minutes later, we look at the boarding group list and it says boarding boarding groups i think it was like eight through 20 already i'm like wow okay if they're going that fast then we'll definitely be able to make it on because it's only what 30 minutes into the day they've already gone through 20 yes you're very hopeful it's like we might be able to ride it twice you're just very hopeful and excited very hopeful very excited you know and then as the day goes through you know we're getting our uh, usual fast passes or going through our normal day of course we do a little bit of map we do some guardians and all that as everything's going through we're still watching the boarding groups pretty early on in the day it was moving a little quicker so we were uh, still pretty hopeful but then i want to say around lunchtime 
we noticed that it stopped like right in the middle of a boarding group i'm like why why has it been boarding groups number f- i was like 40 to 48 for the oh, no. past three hours I'm like oh, why no. why <laughs> and we realize we find out that the ride had broken down and throughout our day it was like the most common occurrence you know it would go up a little then it would break down it would go up a little then it would break down it kept faking you out it's like <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, no. yes, no, yes, no, life, death, life, death. <laughs> so we're like, are we going to make it? Like, doing kind of a little bit of the math. We're like, okay, we might be able to make it. It's going to be later in the day. It's going to probably be like 8.30, maybe 9. But we're probably going to get on. But then more and more breakdowns kept happening until they finally got everything going pretty smoothly again. It's like, okay, it's going smoothly. If they don't break down... We're going to be able to get on the ride right before park closes. Oh, like, okay, no. we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Uh, our, our friends who we went with, of course, the number 80 group, they ended up making it, I want to say, around 9 o'clock. Oh, no. Um, and how late does the park stay open at Disneyland for those? That don't I know? think that day it stayed open till 10 or 11, one or two. <laughs> so you were hopeful. You you had new new life. And yeah. you're like, okay, maybe this yeah. will happen. Maybe this yeah, will work. Yeah. Maybe it'll work. And then, again, it was maybe... 30 minutes before the park closed, like, okay, if they go through this next boarding group, we'll be able to hop in line right before they close. And then the ride breaks down. I think they broke down at, like, boarding group 129? Around oh, there, no, 125 stop. to 129. So it was really close. If there wasn't a breakdown, then we probably would have made it. But they made the announcement said we're not taking any more boarding groups this is what we can fit just because the ride's gonna keep breaking down and yep yep i went what nearly nearly yeah 10 11 o'clock at night after waking up at six the day before (laughs) camping out for seven hours before even getting into the park and braving those lines we didn't make it on oh no and i was watching y'all's instagram stories from florida i'm like no y'all should have been able to get on i was like upset for you it'll be faster than you you could have flown to for the time you waited exactly florida road rise of resistance and flown back before disneyland closed like right that's well, what's a flight a flight's what eight hours from here to florida oh no it's only five. Oh, it is see look at that our line wait was shorter than a flight to florida <laughs> could have gotten there before the park opened <laughs> but yeah so we didn't we didn't make it on that day oh i was devastated i know but of course you hung your heads as you as you left the parks. I know. Just distraught and defeated. The only singular grain of hope that we held on to was there's always next week. <laughs> but Nico and Kaylee were able to go the following week after. And just hearing everybody's stories about it. Hearing how happy it, or how happy they were riding it. I had avoided all spoilers for the ride so then yeah i was not getting spoiled right because we have so many instagram friends that will story everything in like it's literally you probably just had to be off of instagram for that whole week i know that's that's the benefits of having two people on the instagram um nico watches all the stories i just make a post every maybe four months (laughs) four months (laughs) still follow them on instagram but (laughs) right exactly exactly four months just check check it every four months just to see a guest appearance (laughs) yes oh it's great it's so great okay yeah so nico and kaylee were able to get to the parks the following week but it'd be another maybe two to three weeks before i actually got to go just because of how busy everything got yeah it was maybe three weeks before i actually got to go to disneyland again we knew what we were in for like okay we'll get there early and we'll go for the ride that's it one mission (laughs) just laser focus so we get there super early again i think we got there around 6 30 i think i actually got there a little bit before nico and then i was maybe the 10th person in line it's like i am doing this today it's like i know i know it's still a lottery (laughs) so we get there we meet up and then we get into the park same deal okay 
have our phones ready, get on the app as soon as 8 o'clock hits, hit that refresh, get a boarding pass. So as soon as we get in, got the boarding pass, but then instant PTSD because <laughs> we get our boarding group around 80. I'm oh, like, no. oh, are we going to have to wait this long? Are we going to make it? Hearing how the weeks have been. Yeah, because uh, the last time you saw 80, it wasn't until 9 p.m. And if you're there yeah. at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, you're like, that is a long day. Yeah, Like you yeah, could have like... driven home down to San Diego, <laughs> taken a nap, ate, worked out, did some work, and then drove all the way back for it to roll around at 9 Right, <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I'm going to put it in the back of my mind. Like I know 80 has made it consistently. So I know 80 is going to make it sometime, but let's just go through the day, try to enjoy it, and then hopefully there's not enough breakdowns to make 80 impossible. Yes. <laughs> I know. But So first thing we did, you know, just enjoy Galaxy's Edge. Like, okay, at least if we're here for Star Wars, let's let's be immersed in all the Star Warsiness. Naturally. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> so we walked by the ride, and we're just looking at it. I'm just staring. It's like, oh, I want to ride that ride so bad. And one of uh, someone who actually follows us and actually saw the whole story that we went through to not ride the ride uh, was a cast member. We gave a little extra magic, you know, made a little extra magic happen. Um, he actually gave us a multiple experience. It's like, you guys need to ride this ride today. Oh, how <laughs> mm-hmm, sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, wait, like this, this happens? This happens? Like, I've heard about this, but like, I thought this was only for like celebrities. Like, am I a celebrity now? Have I always been a celebrity? <laughs> That totally made up for it. So he gave us a couple multiple experiences. We were actually able to get on Rise of the Resistance the next hour. And it, <gasps> oh, I instantly forgot about all the trolls that it took oh. to get on that ride. Like, it all felt like a joke, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> After riding that ride, it was, it was incredible just how it made you feel. Like, just going in, I, I don't want to spoil it i don't want to spoil the experience for anybody who hasn't wrote it yet but it just it feels like you're going on a mission it feels like you're in a star destroyer it feels like you're you're in the grid of it all oh it's just so beautiful and then the technology you get a little bit of every single kind of ride in there it's like it's a dark room ride it's 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 a thrill ride all at the same time it's just an amazing experience this was worth the wait. Multiple days, the multiple weeks, the multiple hours camping out. It was worth it. It oh. was worth it. And then because we had multiple, multiple experiences, we will we were able to ride it another couple times. And it was just as exciting every time you ride it. I feel like going back again to Disneyland, once they finally reopen again and riding that ride, it's still going to have that kind of magic in it right because it's been so long since you visited it so it's yeah. gonna feel almost brand new again i know everything oh, just our last multiple experience so we had a debate though can should we use our last multiple experience to ride rise of the resistance one more time but like nah we have to go to guardians ah you had to it's your signature <laughs> i know that was just a little cherry on top just being oh. able to get guardians and we got jackson five Yay! So yeah, Kaylee like, wasn't with you. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Perfect day. Got to ride the oh, ride. that Kaylee wasn't with you? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about you, Kaylee. Just oh my gosh. Perfect, perfect day for rides. <laughs> <laughs> perfect day for rides. Let me be more specific. I guess <laughs> recording right now, it's Kaylee's birthday. So oh my gosh, it me. is. <laughs> Her ears are ringing like someone's talking about me. Someone's talking about me. (laughs) It's me, Kaylee. It's me. And so, did they call your boarding group? Yes, yes. So we used multiple. How many times total did you get to ride it that day? Uh, three or four. Plus guardians, like plus guardians. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all we needed. And I'm assuming you did map as well. Of course, naturally. Naturally, naturally. Naturally. We we got the Nico spot. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. And you're very much looking forward to going back on it again. Yeah. Yeah, I I I got to say, what was the feeling when you first went into it and seeing everything and 
what was the emotions that you had like so with a multiple experience you go through a fast pass line so you don't actually get to go into the actual queue so you i feel like you actually miss a lot not going into the queue i if you can go in the actual queue get in the queue at least once because mm-hmm. it's a nice storytelling buildup of nice what's happening yeah and you're actually like going through this i guess i can say resistance base it feels like you're on the set of a movie and it's just really nice to see everything through and through mm-hmm. so it's worth the wait to wait in that really long line just one time just to get all that experience and then after that fast pass it all all you want but i don't know it just just as much as galaxy edge makes you feel like you're in the star wars world rise of the resistance makes you feel like you're in a scene in that world like you're actually part of that story now as soon as you step into that line just through the whole ride even leaving the ride like wait i'm back in batu because it leads up to it. it's like oh it feels it feels great. It's a full circle moment for sure. Exactly. Last question. Is this your favorite ride? I, I can say yes, but I can say no at the same time just because Ooh. Guardians. Just because of oh. Guardians. Right. Can't forget Guardians. Can't forget right. Guardians. Because of how perfect this ride is, I can say it's better than Guardians, mm-hmm. but I would still ride Guardians more. Wow. Even mm-hmm. if Rise of Resistance was just as easy to get on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, I think it's because Guardians is, that's what it is. It's your drop ride. And you get mm-hmm. the instant thrill and you get everything right away. Whereas you do have to sit through the entire event rise of the resistance oh very much so Mm -hmm. well thank you so much is there any last thoughts or feelings you want to express before we close out the show no no, i'm just super excited for everything to open up again oh i know i a hundred percent know that i'm gonna have another story just like this (laughs) going back to disneyland because disneyland's opening up again avengers campus is opening and i know we're gonna get there early i've already booked a hotel the night before but i'm smarter this time i booked it for two (laughs) days very smart good good good. so you can just crash afterwards exactly and we don't if we get defeated again knock on wood everybody heard that right (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go we can go cry in a hotel room instead of crying on the way home well that sounds great and where can people find you we already linked your instagram those disney dudes but where else can people find you mainly those disney dudes instagram um of course we have our personals too yeah so we have nico please and then melvin skywalker as one of my many instagrams i have other secret ones that nobody can find I forgot I was going to introduce you as Melvin Skywalker. Oh, I was planning oh, on doing that. Dang that's it. fine. <laughs> that's fine. I was like, should I call you Melvin Skywalker for this episode? But <laughs> Right. This is a very special almost May the 4th episode. <laughs> yes. Well, Melvin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heroic journey the to heroic ride journey. Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> The heroic journey episode one. Episode one. Episode it's another two month will there's be gonna Marvel. be another one. Exactly. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Awesome. Thank you, Melvin, again. It was so great you taking your time and sharing your story. Oh no, thank you for inviting me on. stories that you the fan sent in if you would like to submit your story to be read on the just some magic podcast please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic tab listener story from allison morrow When I went to grad school in Orlando, I got an annual pass to be able to explore all the Disney parks while I lived there. My boyfriend and I would have a blast enjoying the parks, blowing off school stress, and riding roller coasters. As a broke graduate student, I didn't buy many Disney souvenirs, but the one thing I had to get was the R2-D2 ears. As soon as I saw them on Main Street, I knew I needed them. Those ears became my go-to items to wear to the parks and brought them along nearly every time I went to the parks. One day, my grad school bestie and I were heading into the UK pavilion at Epcot, and we were looking around and heard some beeps. 
It took me a sec to realize, but these were our two beeps, and I tried to figure out where they were coming from. It was in that moment that I noticed a kid walking towards us with wearing the R2-D2 ears and was beeping me in greeting. Those little beeps just made my day, and to this day, I still think about that moment every time I see those ears displayed in my office. Now that I no longer live in Orlando, I still go on trips to visit. Collecting ears has been one of my new favorite hobbies, and displaying them proudly in my office where I work. I'm currently working on my PhD, and I can't wait to get the graduation years with Dr. Morrow monogrammed on them. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Melvin. He was such a delight to have on, and thank you to everyone else who sent in a listener's story. We truly love sharing everybody's magical moments. If you have a magical moment that you would like to share, again, please go to justamagic.com and click on the Share Your Magic button to submit your story to possibly be read on the show. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And if you could do us a huge favor and go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review, it truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us. I can't wait to share with you guys another magical moment in our next episode. But until then, bye. Bye.